0: In the foothills of Cortanova, Italy, there's a crumbling mansion. It's covered in graffiti. The windows are knocked out. The top floor collapsed. Strange red splotches dot the outside. A smashed piano sits inside. Years ago, this was a grand place. The mansion was built in the 1850s as a summer residence for a renowned Italian Count. His name was Felix De Vecchi. He was a stately man, head of the Italian National Guard, well read, widely traveled. And one year, he decided to build a dream retreat for his wife and daughter. The Count found an architect and got to work. But before the villa was finished, the architect died. Years later, many would view his death as an ill omen. But Count de finished the villa. It was opulent, a blend of Baroque and classical Eastern styles, frescoes and friezes on the walls, a giant fireplace, a grand piano. It sat at the base of a mountain on a vast green lawn, surrounded by gardens and promenades. The Count and his family spent a few happy summers there. Until one night, everything changed. The count came home and discovered his wife brutally murdered and his daughter missing. He searched for her at length, but she was never found. His wife and daughter gone, Count De Vecchi committed suicide. The villa passed hands several times, but eventually, it sat empty. This is the story that has been told about Villa de Vecchi. Today, it's also known as the Red House, Ghost Mansion, and Casa de la or the House of Witches. And it's often called one of the most haunted places in Italy. Some say they hear the sounds of the piano wafting from the house, that ritualistic sacrifices take place inside, that murders and strange occurrences abound. But we spoke with someone who says that those stories, they just aren't true. And not only that, he says he knows where those rumors come from. He says, the reality is there are no ghosts. The ghost was me. I'm Johanna Mayer, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we visit Villa de Veggi and we talk with the person who claims to be the ghost of the mansion. More after this.
1: This is
0: Giuseppe Negri. I'll translate. Villa de Vecchi was our life, our family. My great grandfather was the villa's gardener. Same as my grandfather. At our little farm, we used to organize cheerful dinners and lunches, where we sang, played music, and laughed. Giuseppe is now an old man himself. He's got white hair, kind of soft-spoken. And he is utterly perplexed by all this hullabaloo about the villa. In 1920, an Englishman named Alistair Crowley allegedly spent a few nights in the villa. He was one of those legendary 20th century characters. He was a poet, a magician, an alchemist, and perhaps above all else, an occultist. He traveled across the world, visiting various strange and dark places. After his trip to the villa, there were rumors of ritualistic orgies, human and animal sacrifices, Murders and
1: suicides.
0: It's all crap made up by crazy people. After Alistair Crowley's visit, the villa became a macabre tourist destination. But Giuseppe was already there.
1: The villagers che erano in giro. Quando arrivavano a visitare la villa di notte, paccavano le porte, entravano. E allora qualche volta ci siamo messi nel tuolo per farli scappare.
0: These people would sneak into the villa at night and smash up the doors. We decided to dress up like ghosts with bed sheets, in order to scare them off.
1: Mio cognato stava su, li buttava fuori e quando arrivavano giù pamme. Allora c'era di moda gli stivali. si sentí tac bellezza.
0: We were organized. I stayed at the door while my brother-in-law hit upstairs. He got them running towards me and bam. Boots were pretty common back then, so you could hear the sound of me beating them. It was a blast.
1: Era anche un mio impiegato. Che quando ero su con la pila a vedere chi erano, at point, I found the face for me.
0: Another time, I came across an employee of mine. I was upstairs with a flashlight trying to see who was there, and suddenly I saw the face of this person who was working for me. I punched him right in the face. He can still remember it today. This was probably when the rumors about ghosts were started. The elements haven't been kind to Villa de Vecchi. In 2002, there was an avalanche in the region. Nearby houses were wiped out. Boulders tumbled down the mountain and fell just a few meters short of the mansion. But the vast majority of the damage to the villa is thanks to people. Tourists, thrill-seekers, and ghost hunters have destroyed the mansion, covered it in graffiti, and smashed its walls. It disgusts me, the way the villa is nowadays. I don't even want to look at it, and I refuse to go inside. Giuseppe chooses to remember a different story about Villa de Vecchi. One where there are no murders, no creepy sacrifices, and where the only ghost is him. <laughs>
1: For me, it was a paradise, and I want to remember it
0: We used to spend wonderful days in there. To me, it was a heaven on earth, and I want to remember it like that. Technically, visiting the villa is trespassing, so I wouldn't recommend it. Plus, the mansion is deteriorating. One of the upper floors recently collapsed, so it can be dangerous. As for the mansion's history and the backstory you heard at the start of this episode, it's become so mythologized that it's tough to verify what's actually true and what's legend. So we can't vouch for the full Count Felix de Vecchi story. But when it comes to creepy ghost stories, sometimes it's more fun to believe the legend. We actually made a video about this story a few years ago, also featuring Giuseppe. There are some shots of the villa that are really eerie, but also really beautiful. Really gives you a sense of the place. You can check that out at atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our show notes. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes...
1: Dylan Therese Doug Baldinger Chris Naka
0: Camille Stanley
1: Manolo Morales Baudelaire
0: Gabby Gladney Our technical director is... Casey Holford This episode was mixed by... Luce Fleming And our theme and end credits are by Sam Tindall. I'm Johanna Mayer, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time.